0: Hi, everybody, and welcome. This podcast is focused on people telling real-life stories of how God has spoken.
1: Our goal is to help people experience the many creative ways God speaks. Hi, I'm Brooke Nicole. And I'm Haley Elizabeth. And And this this is is Hearing Hearing God's God's Voice.
0: Hey, guys. Welcome back. So our last podcast, we talked about my story and how I kind of got started in missions. Well, not kind of. I got started in missions. (laughs) Um, so this week, I think it would be really good to hear about how you got started and where you were and your story behind it and how you heard God's voice in all of it. Okay. Sounds good to me. All those questions right now. <laughs> Ready, go. <laughs> um, so you, how did you get to, um, dis- well, how did you decide
1: or how did God tell you to come do a DTS? In DTS. Okay, so if you guys didn't hear the last episode, we just want to make sure it's clear real fast. A DTS is a discipleship training school that the organization YWAM, Youth of Mission, runs. Um, it's a five-month program, three months of lecture, and like really diving deep into relationship with God, and then two months of a mission trip. Um, so just want to make that clear before we started. Um, I was in college. I finished my college degree and everything. Um, but before that and I had one semester left of college and I was like crap what am I going to do with my life um, I was in school to become a teacher but nothing really like I had always wanted to become a teacher but nothing really was working like I still had to go to another year of school to be able to actually like do all my student teaching and become like an actual like accredited teacher and it just like I wasn't really looking at schools because it just didn't really feel right. Like, I didn't want to be in school anymore. Um, I've always been good at school, but I didn't really like school. So it was kind of like, I don't want to do that. I don't really know what to, I don't, I I don't know. I don't know what to do with my life. Like, I want, I want to do something. And I had applied um, to the Peace Corps um, a little, a little bit ago, a little before that. And I had gotten um, rejected for some disobedience on my part, um, disobedience to the Lord. And because of that, I I was disqualified from applying to the Peace Corps. So I was kind of devastated about that because I felt like that's something that God had for me. And I was like, okay, God, what am I supposed to do? And I was like, okay, I mourned the Peace Corps. We got that out of the system. And I was like, cool, God's going to figure it out left it on, left it for him to figure out, and I went away. I've always been pretty good about, it. like, okay, God, you got the future? Cool. I walked away. Um, and then that summer, I was home, and there's someone from my church who actually came as, and now on staff in YWAM Cancun, where I am right now, and he came back to our church, and he was talking about what he, what he does, and about, about the missions, and just sharing at the church, and it's so funny, because During that time, like, while he was talking, I just got, like, this excitement, like, this unexplainable, like, I would love to do that. And not just, like, I would love to do it, not just, like, an interest, but, like, an excitement of, like, oh, my gosh, like, my heart started beating. And I was like, ah, yes. Um, So I went up to him up after church, and I kind of talked to him a little bit about it. And my first question, which was so funny, I look back on now, was, so how do you become staff at YWM Cancun? Like, how do I do that? Because I didn't really know anything about YWAM, um, and you have to do a DTS. You have to do this discipleship training school before you can do anything else in YWAM. And I didn't know that, but I was like, how can you become staff? And he was like, well... And he was kind of trying to explain it to me, um, and I left that, and I was like... And I contacted the base. I looked up the base, and I contacted it, and I was like, yes, that's what I'm going to do. Um... So, yeah, it's kind of how I got into it. I contacted them. I started, like, corresponding, but I was still in my last semester of college. And so it was, like, not – I wasn't responding regularly. And it was kind of like this thing that I, like, decided I was going to do but then didn't take any steps towards. I was like, cool. Sounds good, God. Let's do that. And then, again, I, like, walked away from it. And so after, after I graduated, people were like, what are you going to do? And I was like – I think I'm going to Mexico. But still, like, I, you have to raise money to come. You have to do all this stuff. And I didn't do any of that. And I was in contact with Darius, who's our base director. And he's like, so how's it going? Like, what are you looking at and everything? And I wasn't responding because I was like, I don't know why. I just didn't take any steps toward it. Mm-hmm. And so I I went on this. I was invited to go with my church on to lead – help be be one of the youth leaders for uh, a middle school youth event Um, it's called winter camp it's where they go for a weekend and go and hang out in the snow learn about Jesus and they invite me to be one of the leaders and I was like okay I'll go like sounds fun middle schoolers are a great time like snow what can go wrong so I went and one of the nights God just like I he wouldn't let me sleep like I couldn't fall asleep and I was like what the heck I was like okay is there any reason I can't fall asleep and I really just had this feeling that I need to get a Bible and go downstairs. So I grabbed a Bible. I couldn't even find my Bible. I grabbed my friend's Bible. She was asleep. I grabbed my friend's Bible and I walked downstairs and I ran into some of the kids and I was talking to them for a while and they went upstairs to go to bed and I opened my Bible and I don't even think I read a verse. I don't even, I, or if I did, I don't remember what it was, but basically I just got this overwhelming like, why are you so scared? And I was so confused because I was like, I'm not scared. Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm not a fearful person. I'm a courageous person. I do this. I I step out in faith. I, at least that's what I thought. And God's like, why are you scared to follow my will for your life? Like, why are you scared to be obedient? Why don't you just step out? Like, why don't you do what I'm asking you? Like, I've told you you're going to Mexico. I've told you this. And you're not doing anything. Like, you haven't you're too scared to follow your will for my life or you're too scared to follow my will for your life and I was like dang god you're so right like I'm scared to go to Mexico Um, and so in that moment I was like okay god if we're gonna do this we're gonna do it like I'm gonna be obedient and we're gonna do this so I went back home and I was like cool and the day I got home I wrote my support letter um to raise money and I sent it out and I confirmed with Darius, I was like, okay, yep, I'm coming. Um, this is how much money I have right now, but I'm going to get the rest of it. And I saw it, and then I did it. Like I, And I decided for sure about a month before I came. Is there any particular
0: reason you feel like you might have been scared or that God was telling you
1: you're scared? I think something for me is that I've I've always considered myself a brave person but I was wrong I think I was brave in the things that I wanted to be brave in like the things that I decided for myself I was like okay like I'm going to be safe doing this because I've decided it's okay and it was just like if someone else told me, like if God told me and wanted me to step out in obedience that's when I got scared Um, so like yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is that I just really didn't trust God. I didn't trust the plan he had for my life. Mm-hmm. I didn't really trust that he had a good plan. Not that I, not that I like, conscien- consciously was like, God, like, your plan for me is wrong or, like, yeah. your plan for me is bad. But I just trusted myself a lot more than I trusted him. So I think it was just, like, me deciding I have better plans for myself. Um, and if... What you're telling me to do don't fall into my plans or what I think I can do. Mm, let's probably not. It probably won't work out. Or probably better to just do what I know.
0: Mm-hmm. So how did you let God take control of your life?
1: In in that moment, or just in general.
0: In general, because wouldn't that have been the starting point of being like, okay, God, like you have control.
1: Yeah. I don't. I think the biggest thing. The biggest thing that he was speaking to me... Um, so I went to my DTS, obviously. I got here. In um, the first week, we have this thing called a commitment night, which is like we have a whole full week of orientation, and then after that, it's like, Okay, so you've, you've seen what we're about. You've met our staff. You know, you've, you've seen what your, these five months are going to look like. Now are you ready to commit to this school? Are you ready to commit to give everything to God? Are you ready to commit um, to this process and to what God wants to do in your life? And not only commit, but also let go of anything that's going to hold you back. And it's a time where staff really speak in a student's life. Like, they pray for us, or right now I'm staff, so we pray for them. um, And give them words that we believe are from God. And something that God really spoke to me that night, and starting from that night through my DTS, is that I'm his beloved child. Like, I'm his daughter and that he has loved me, and he has always loved me. And that's just something that, like, I don't know, like, I grew up in the church, so it was always this head knowledge. Like, I always knew God loved me. And it's such a simple thing to say, like, oh yeah, God loves me, duh. But it's something so much different to experience that Mm -hmm. and trust in it. So I think when I finally started to have this understanding of what God's love for me looked like as his daughter, And, like, that he wants the best for me as his daughter. Like, he wants me to grow and he wants me to do all of these amazing things because he loves me and because he's going to be there with me and he's going to be walking with me through it all. It got a lot less scary. Mm -hmm. Doing what he asked me to do got a lot less, um, like, this big ask and it really became more, like, okay, you have good plans for me, let's go. Yeah. I'm ready let's let's go after it. And as soon as I started to understand that, I like there was no stopping me. I was like full force towards God. That's awesome. So
0: what some other things that you learned during your
1: DTS then? Um, I think the biggest overarching thing is obedience. Um, I talked a little bit about the Peace Corps. Um, it's not really a story I want to get into, but it's basically, I applied and I went out um, and God specifically told me not to go out and in that um, I got into some trouble that disqualified me from being in the Peace court, and it was deliberate disobedience. It was mm-hmm. like I almost audibly heard God's voice say no and for me it was always, I always kind of knew God's voice and I heard his voice but I never was obedient to it. Not never, mm-hmm. but I hardly ever was obedient to it mm-hmm. because I was scared of it. Or not scared of his voice, but I was scared of what would happen or I was scared of the repercussions. And so just in this time, the biggest thing was being obedient to him and in the small things, in this, the go downstairs and talk to that person that needs, or pray for your friend, or start this conversation. Um, just in the small things, And how God walked with me diligently in that. Like, it wasn't, like, okay, go do that. Good luck. See you afterwards. But no, he would walk over with me. And he Mm -hmm. would, like, take my hand and we would go. And just God's grace in that. Like, I didn't have to do everything perfectly. And he didn't ask me to do things perfectly. Mm -hmm. But he... He walked with me in it and he gave me grace. So when I... I did it when I was obedient, it would be successful because he, because I was being obedient and there was grace in that.
0: So during this time of your DTS, God told you to be staff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> so, like, how did, how did your, how did you respond to that? How did your family and your friends respond to
1: that? Um, so my first, how, so? Okay, so how he told me I was going to be staff actually was very similar to the way he told me to come to DTS. Mm. It was the same feeling. Um, we were talking in the living room one day, and the director was joking around. Like, they always joked about, like, okay, who's going to come back on staff? Like, come stay for forever. Um, and they, he was joking. He was like, okay, you have a flight back? And I was like, mm, yeah, I do already. Sorry. And he goes, oh, it's fine. You can have a round trip, and you'll come right back. And just something about that, like, stuck. And it was like, I got that same excited feeling that I got when I was supposed to do a DTS. And I was like, oh, oh. And like in that moment, maybe not in that moment, but later when I was processing that moment, I was like, oh, I'm coming back. And he told me and I was like, crap. (laughs) Because being a missionary was always something I wanted to do. But when all of a sudden it was a reality Like that fear jumped right back in. I was like, but God, I have student loans. Like how am I going to pay to be a missionary? Like who's going to support me? What am I going to do? What is this going to look like? How am I going to do missions? What's my ministry going to be? And like it was just this racing like. (laughs) Um, And it was one time. So I kept that to myself for a couple days. And we just had a worship time one day. And I got down on my knees and I was like god what do you want from me Mm -hmm. like what what am I supposed to do with this like I'm so scared like I'm terrified of doing what you've asked me to and he sat me down like literally sat me down and he said again you are my beloved daughter I'm gonna take care of you and that was the biggest thing for me is like am I gonna be taken care of like if no one's going to who like who's gonna who's gonna be in charge of me like who's gonna make sure that i I have everything I need and he's like no, I'm gonna make sure like I'm gonna take care of you and I was like I had to trust that like I had to trust his voice and I had to trust that he was going to that he was really gonna fulfill like these promises that he was making for for me so that day I went up to Darius, again, our, our base director, he's really, in, really in the story, <laughs> um, and I was like, okay, Darius, um, and I started crying before I even started talking, and I was like, I really feel like God's telling me that I, I need to be on staff, um, that I need to come back, and I started crying before I even, before I even talked, because I was terrified, like, those are not words I wanted to say, mm-hmm. but as soon as the words were out of my mouth, it's like, a, I got this peace. And it's like it felt good because when you when you know something but you hold it inside, it doesn't become real. Like but as soon as you speak the words out, like it's almost like it's this grounding effect. It's like, oh like now it's a, now it's real, now it's going to happen. So as soon as I spoke the words out, it's like, oh, this is an actual possibility. So I told him and he goes, That's exciting. That's exciting for me. I, I, I like that. And I was like, oh, okay, like, cool, awesome. And he goes, have you, have you talked to your family? And I was like, nope, you're the first person I've told. And he goes, okay, like, can I tell the rest of the staff? Um, and I was like, well, let me talk to my family first, and then I'll get back to you. So I, I went, and I called my mom, and I freaked my mom out, because I was like, hey, can I talk to you and dad together? Um, and there was, like, no time to do it. And I was I was being really sketchy about it, <laughs> honestly, because <laughs> I was like, ah! And then I, so I finally she's like Haley, just tell me what you need to tell me. You're scaring me. And I was like, okay, fine. So I called her and I was like, okay, mom, um, I think God. No, I don't think like I know God's calling me to become come back and be a missionary. I like can stay in Cancun. And she said, I knew. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. She goes, I I always knew that I was gonna have to like give you up, like I. She's. I've always prayed that my kids would would serve the Lord, and if serving the Lord means that you have to not be near me, that's fine.
0: I don't know why I'm crying so much. I want to cry. That's, like, really, that's,
1: like, so deep. And so my parents <clears throat> were so good. My mom was like, yeah, I knew that I was going to have to let you go someday, and it just makes sense, like... It makes sense for me, for you to do that. And I was like, awesome, thank you. And I talked to my one-on-one, and she said the same thing. She goes, yeah, I knew. God told me before. And, like, basically everyone I I talked to, they're like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I knew that already. Like, this is home for you. Like, you fit in so well here. Mm -hmm. And it's just confirmation after confirmation. Um, And it felt really good. And it was like, okay, God. This is it. This is what you have for me. Um, and yeah, it was just like this this feeling of home and this feeling of family mm-hmm. is what I got from it. Like, like this is my family.
0: So yeah, it was good. That's really awesome. Um, so during those times God was speaking to you, how did you hear him? Like, what, what made you know, like, oh, this is what God wants? At what point? We'll, we'll go with when he told you to be staff. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you know that was really him?
1: Like, in those moments, um, I didn't hear his voice very clearly and, like, other things, like, audibly or anything. Mm-hmm. But in that time, he was really talking to me through, like, my own emotions. Oh. And I know that th- people tell you, like, okay, don't trust your emotions. Like, your emotions aren't, like, solid. Like, emotions change but he talked to me through excitement and he got me ready and he's done it before and he'll probably do it again. But like, he's got me so ready. Like he got me really excited for what was going to happen. And it was just like this emotion that I was like, Oh my gosh, like I'm going to do this and that. And it was just like unstoppable really. Like all it's just when someone says something that really sticks to you and you're like, that makes a lot of sense and I can see exactly what I'm going to do. And I started getting excited about this. I started getting excited about this thing I'm going to do. And, like, there's kids in the basement. One of the things was like, I get to watch them grow up. Like, Mm -hmm. I get to walk with them as they grow up. And just, like, different little things that I was excited about. And that's just the biggest confirmation for me. And then also when everyone was like, I already knew. Like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay. That was, like, confirmation one, one time and time again. So, during like, during your time as staff,
0: because you've been staff for a year, mm-hmm. how has God spoken to you during this time, and how has He like helped you or like grown you during this time? I
1: think the first year of me being here, um, God needed to work my character a lot. God needed to grow me as a person, and grow me in Him. Um, so one thing is that I did my DTS, and I started to hear God's voice and God started talking to me in, in pictures. And like I would see images for other people and I would be able to share that. And it was awesome that he started talking to me like that. But then I came back on staff and I was like, I should have flip, I, I was <laughs> like, I know everything. God speaks to me. He only speaks to me and I'm awesome. And God was real quick to cut me down. Um, and that's actually when you were here um, and I, I wasn't, I think I could have been a lot worse, but I also, <laughs> but also like I look back and like, oh, I could have done that better. and I could have done that better, but it's okay. Cause it's a growing process yeah. and God was in this process of growing me, of humbling me, but also of showing me that he's there with me. Mm-hmm. And it was this time of intimacy with him where he showed me what it looked like to be intimate with him on my own. Because as a student, you get told when to talk to God. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, you have this time set aside, go talk to Him. But when I all of a sudden, like this becomes my life, like people aren't behind me like, did you have your quiet time today? Did you talk to God today? Have you read your Bible? And it's like I really had to take that on for myself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And I learned what intimacy with Him looked like. And I learned what discipline looked like. I'm still, I'm still working on that. Mm-hmm but it's something that I'm growing in and being disciplined to have time with him every day and to desire having time with him, to really hunger and thirst for him is something that he's shown me and to be dependent on him. I think my first year here, like you were saying um, last episode, that the first year is hard and I just got to that year mark and now I can look back and be like, yeah, that was really difficult. (laughs) Um, But it was worth it because I am a different person. Mm. I have someone here who knew me two years ago, and we were talking today, and she was like, yeah, even talking to you on the phone before I came, like, you're a different person, or like being here, you are different than I was in college. And that's the best compliment, because I've worked for that, and me and God, I've been chasing after that, and I want to grow, and I want to be better. Mm. So he's just been growing me personally. Um, and not necessarily in ministry, like I haven't been done this amazing thing. I haven't been touching people's lives in like this glorious way, but it started with me. Yeah. And so I feel like I've gotten to a point where now God's like, okay, now you can start with other people. Now you can start grow, like you've grown personally and now like I want to teach. It's like now you can have these opportunities so to grow in teaching, um, In ways that that you didn't have opportunity before to do. So, yeah, I think it was just a lot of him working on the insides of me in a lot of different ways, which isn't fun. Growing your character is never something... It's something you desire, but then when you're in it, you're like, ah, was I really that bad before? (laughs) (laughs) So it's not a fun process, but it's been good, and I've seen the fruit of it. So... Like, during that
0: time of you growing, how, like, you grew so much in your character. How can you guide someone that's doing that right now? Like, how can you, like, push them along or give them encouragement to, like, someone who might be listening and, like, God's, like, really trying to reach out to them to, like, grow in that area? Like, how can you, just coming from that, like, help someone else?
1: Help someone else who's going through a difficult mm-hmm. time of growth? Mm-hmm. I think something that was really encouraging to me and helped me grow, like helped me keep going, was looking back. And looking at like. Okay, look at how I responded to this situation now, and look how I would have responded before. Mm-hmm. Like, look at the growth there. Look at how much more mature I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like every every month or so, being able to look back and be like, oh, I'm different. I'm. I'm different than I was before, and that's so encouraging. Because that's the goal of it. The goal is to look more like Christ. Mm -hmm. And so in that process, as I was maturing, I'm still trying to become more like Christ. Um, But in that, like, I think there was so so much encouragement in looking back and being like, can you imagine? Like, even, like, six months in, I was like, a year ago, I was doing all this stupid stuff and living my life for not God I knew who God was but I wasn't living my life sure wasn't living my life for him and I did all this idiotic things and I was doing this that and the other and I was searching for love in all these places and look at me now mm-hmm. I'm serving God I'm doing his I'm in his will for my life I am in I'm in the best place. And there's so much peace in it also. Like when God wants to grow you, he doesn't leave you to do it by yourself. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. it hurts. Mm -hmm. It is not a fun process. But he doesn't make you walk through it alone. Mm -hmm. He's there with you. And so if you're diligent in searching him out and depending on him, he's going to walk through it with you. And he's going to give you moments. It's not all going to suck. He's going to give you moments of relief. And he's going to give you moments of encouragement. And he's going to send people to walk along with you. But you have to just get there. You have to make it to that Mm -hmm. point. You have to decide for yourself if it's worth it or not. Because if it's not worth it, then fine, stay how you are. But the Bible talks about um, when you're a baby, drinking baby's milk. But as you grow, you go to solid food. And growing is not fun, there's growing pains, Mm -hmm. which is something you talk about a lot. There's pain in that, but a baby can't do anything for itself. Mm -hmm. And I now have responsibilities that I could not handle. Mm -hmm. I could not have been able to handle before. And I've grown and I've matured, and I'm gonna continue to do that because God has plans for my life, and I know that. And I'm not gonna be the reason that those plans don't get completed. I'm not gonna stand in my own way. And isn't it so
0: great that, like, you've been able to go through the things that you've been through? Because now mm-hmm. you're able to reach more people. Now you're able to be like, hey, like, I did that. I get why you're doing that. But, like, let me show you a better mm-hmm. way for your life. And let me show you how I've overcome that. Yes. And, like, I've seen that so much in you. Like, I'm, you were my one-on-one, which is, like, someone you go and talk to, like, once a week and I,
1: it was a forced friendship really. it was a forced
0: <laughs> friendship and I like I've seen the growth in you and like it's it's really amazing that like now we can be friends mm-hmm. it's not forced <laughs> <laughs> but like just like the way you like even interact with like different people now like mm-hmm. now you're like different and it's like really great and it's only been half a
1: year well it's been a year now but right
0: yeah
1: Yeah. I love that and someone was talking to me the other day about all the things I've been through and she prayed for me because there's sometimes I just struggle like I struggle with my past um just sometimes got Satan like loves to remind me of things I've done and I'm like no like I'm I'm not that person anymore but I was struggling with that and so I asked a friend to pray for me and she was just like she's like I feel like God's just gonna use you God's gonna use your story to talk you're gonna be able to speak to other people about the Mm -hmm. exact same stuff because my story is not unique my story is not it's not something that other people haven't experienced but now I have this unique ability to speak directly into that and say but look how much better it is on the other side I am so much more happy I have this joy that's true joy it's not something I make up Mm -hmm. but I have this true joy and I have this true peace and I have this true authority and leadership that I didn't have before. And if God's done this in my life in a year and a half, oh, I cannot wait for like in five years, like what kind of person I'm gonna be. Yeah. Cause I'm not, I'm not stopping. Yeah. But yeah.
0: It's great. But it, it's so good. It's so good. I think it's so good to remember our past, but mm-hmm. not in a way of like, oh, I'm dwelling in it. But in a way of, like, that's who I was. That's who I don't want to be. And keep Mm -hmm. that as a reminder of, like, that's what's keeping me pushing forward, you know? Like, that's – and obviously because God's calling us and, like, calling your heart and, like, desires you to lead people and groups of people. And so that on top of, like, who you used to be, you know, and being, like, I never want to be that person again. I want this plan that God has set out for me. And I think you're just such a good representation of that. Mm-hmm. Because you are like, okay, God, like, I'm excited for what you have next. Like, I'm going to enjoy what I have now, but I'm excited for the next. And y- you have that, like, you have that nailed down. <laughs> like, me, like, if you guys heard, I'm like, no, <laughs> no. <gasps> like, five times I say no, and I still do it. But. You are like yes, Lord. Like that excites me. Like that's what's gonna keep me going. And I think mm. that's such an amazing way to have, like, towards God. Cause if I could do that, I would. <laughs> but it's it's also so cool to see how God moves differently in each one of our lives,
1: personal relationship. Yeah,
0: and show it really shows like God is a God of relation, and with each person, it's different. Mm. Thank you, Brooke. You're welcome. Is there anything else you would like to share?
1: I think we covered it all. I think we cried. So I, yeah. Well, what else do we really need in a podcast other than <laughs> my tears? <laughs> Holy tears. <laughs> That's how I always like measure the Holy Spirit. Like if what I'm saying is from the Spirit, I start, I start crying. I'm like, okay, cool. So this feels spirit led. <laughs> I'm in tears right now. <laughs> Okay, cool. I think that's a good thing to end this on. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you guys for tuning in. Today I talked a little bit about my testimony, how I got into missions in the first place, and how God has been growing me. And I just want to make sure um, it's very clear that I am still a work in progress. I have not arrived at any place. I don't think I... I've got this all figured out. Um, In fact, I am very sure that I don't have it all figured out. Um, But this is just my experience and I wanted to share a little bit of that with you guys. But yeah, so if you guys want to follow anything that we are doing here in Cancun and Mission Work, you can find me on Facebook and you can find me at Haley Elisabeth Missions which is H-A-I-L-E-Y and Elisabeth is E-L-I-S-A-B-E-T-H, Haley Elisabeth Missions. And, Brooke, where can we find you? Mine is the call to missions, and it's spelled exactly how it sounds. (laughs) (laughs) But, okay, awesome. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I hope to see you next time. Bye.